Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey everyone, welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I am your host, Judy Gold, and this week is Rant Week. It is the week of me, Judy Gold, ranting about whatever is on my mind. Lucky you. What a week it's been, huh? It's pretty amazing. Let me just talk about Ben's game first, and then we'll go into the greatest, one of the greatest things that happened. But watch, I have to tell you, watching Ben's games is such nachas to me. Nachas, if you don't know, it means it gives you, it gives you pleasure, uh, your pride, he brings me such nachas. We went to the game. So this week was the first playoff game. They played Wesleyan and it was a great game. They won. Thank you. But it's so exciting. But I'm telling you, I'm going to have a heart attack because, you know, they'll be ahead by a lot. Then then, then it'll, they won't be ahead by a lot. Then they'll be uh, losing by one. It's like, it's so nerve wracking. But it's so fun and it's fun to watch. And what was great about this weekend's game was that one of Ben's teammates, Sam, from high school, high school in in Manhattan, plays on Wesleyan. And they've known each other forever. And they they hang out uh, and play all summer long together. And it was just so fun. I saw Sam and his mom, Hillary, and I was like, you better lose. And he gave me the finger. So, you know, we have a we have a loving relationship. But it was really fun. And his high school coach came uh, to see the kids play. And it was just, it was a great game. Uh, Elisa's entire family was there. And, you know, we were sitting in the stand. I always sit in the front row because of my knee replacement. Um, and I, because I like to, you know, stretch my knee out. But we were right behind the uh, the team. And so it was hard to see sometimes, but they won. It was so fun. And watching Ben make his threes, I can't even tell. I'm so, okay. So we're continuing on with the, uh, if you follow me on Instagram at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that we take videos to and from the games. We didn't do that this week, but we will be doing it next week when we have to go Back to Williams College, where the fans are nasty and mean, but they're playing toughs again. And then whoever wins the that game, uh, that's the semifinals, and then Sunday is their finals. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. The teams are Williams, Amherst, Tufts, and uh, Trinity right now. 
and fingers crossed, fingers crossed. So proud, loving this. The NESCAC is the, what is that? What do they call that? That's the division. Well, that's the whatever. I I can't, I can't follow all of it. And it's also like my life. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to complain, but my life is upended because whenever they win, that means they're playing again the following week, which I'm really happy for, but I, you know, at some point need to work, you know, and, and comics make their monies on the weekends. So I'm just letting you know, I'm making a sacrifice, but as Ben says, when I say, you know, I'm like, Ben, I, I, I got to work. He says to me, this is what he says to me, deathbed. Meaning, what are you going to be thinking about on your deathbed? That you had no money and you lost all this money or that you came to s- support your son, Ben. So I have taught my kids very well in the guilt department. So very good, Ben, mazel tov. Henry went to the game too. It was just fun. It's fun. I love watching Henry watch the game and say nasty things to the refs. That's one of my favorite things, but it's a family affair. Go Ben, go Trinity. More to come on that next week. Um, But a lot of amazing things happened this weekend, this week. Trump, who I fucking couldn't hate more has to pay. What did they say that he had to, he's, he lost his, his loss, one of his lawsuits. Um, and he has to pay. First of all, he cannot do business in New York, uh, for three years. The kids can't do business. Some of the, some of the things are two years. Some of them are three years. I mean, I could read it to you, but $335 million plus interest. So that's like, they said it's like $500 million that he's over $500 million that he's going to have to pay. And of course he's, you know, going to his stupid rallies, whatever his, you know, Hitler like rallies speaking out, uh, about, you know, that's fraud that, 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 It's just all bullshit. He's just, it's just, I, here's the thing. He's such a horrible person. We all know that. We know that he is selfish. He is not a public servant. He has never done anything for anyone else. He doesn't pay his bills. He's a rapist. He's a convicted rapist. He's a grifter. He's a liar. He is is dangerous. He's against democracy. And every, you know, the thing that he said, like, they've never seen anything like this before. They've never seen, he's like, he says the same shit over and over again. You would think his supporters would be like, God, I've heard that 500,000 times, but no, no, they don't. They, they are like, they're, it's really, it is a derangement on, on their part. He had to pay 83.83.3 million to Eugene Carroll. He's got this over $500,000 with a $500 million with interest. There his they say his legal debts might now exceed a half a billion dollars. It's unbelievable. It, it is unbelievable and people still are going to vote for him. They're going to still vote for him. He tried to, he, he tried to overthrow. He didn't want a transfer, a, tra- a, a peaceful transfer of power. 
He he is going to destroy the um, judicial system. He is scum, people. He is scum. You can say, oh, I like his policies. And he does not deserve to represent our, he is, I, I can't even, there's no words. I just don't understand it. He, and, and how these people can be fooled by him. Okay. Speaking of fooled by him, what the fuck with these Trump sneakers? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Trump sneakers. I read someone paid like nine grand to buy uh, Trump sneakers signed by Trump. Like, seriously, you don't think those Trump sneakers are made of Trump steaks and Trump fucking bullshit diplomas? I mean, the the grift is is beyond. It's beyond. And people are, they're so ugly, those Trump sneakers. I, I am speechless. I just, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get, I don't understand. I'm so happy. I mean, here's the thing about this, this lawsuit. It affects him and that, you know, his whole thing is, oh, you know, I'm the best uh, real estate developer in, in New York. Like it affects him. It affects Don Jr. It affects, um, Eric. Avancant, they they're all affected by it. They all can't do business in New York. I cannot believe when he said I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and people would still vote for me and I would still He's right. He's right. That is how fucking dumb we are in this country. It, it's it is mind-boggling, but thank you to the judicial system for prosecuting him and making him, you know, hurting him in his pocketbook, which is full of shit anyway. It's, I I just, I can't, I can't, but I don't think he's going to be president. Nikki Haley, I don't know if you heard this. Nikki Haley said, you know, he's not going to become president. There's no way they're going to win if he's the candidate, meaning she wants to be the candidate, but I don't think they're going to win. I mean, look at this George Santos thing. George Santos, first of all, let's talk about how fucking slimy the Republicans are. They're going to impeach, is it the Homeland Security guy? What's his name? Mayorkas? They're going to impeach him. They voted to impeach him. After they the vote didn't go through, they did it the night before George Santos' seat went to a Democrat. They're just so, like, how do people not... See this shit. That is what I don't fucking understand. This is what drives me crazy. It drives me crazy on so many levels and with so many issues that people don't want to know the truth. And then you see him selling these stupid fucking sneakers for what, three, four hundred dollars And you're like, oh, I have to buy those? Like, what the fuck? Okay, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm going, I'm going crazy. I just, I hate him so, so much. Hey everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which 
yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality. And they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto. I just did Chef's Choice. 60 or more add ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep, there's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get... 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. There's plenty of ways to get the truth and learn the truth. But that being said, the Biden camp does not do a good job of messaging. And yes, I'm going to say it. Okay, so I watched Jon Stewart, uh, who re, retook over, retook over, I, I can't even speak. But uh, all right, I'm just going to admit I had a glass of wine. Okay, so I could be a little off. So Jon Stewart is now hosting The Daily Show on Mondays. And I was really excited about it because honestly, when Jon Stewart... I was going to say he didn't quit the Daily Show, but he, you know, he kind of just, you know, retired from, moved on to the Daily Show. It was right when we needed him. It was right when Trump was running for president. And I really thought his voice was so important because, you know, you can, as we we found out with Gabe Dunn, who wanted an internship there, and yet his college said, it's not a, it's not journalism, it's, it's entertainment. A lot of people get their news or used to get their news from The Daily Show and shows like that. And so, John, I've known John Stewart for a long time. He's brilliant. He was always brilliant. I remember when he first started doing stand-up, he would, he would really, he was engaging, he was smart, and he was funny. And 
in this uh, situation or this this um, hosting the Daily Show, this venue, or I can't think of the word because I had a glass of wine. He, he's in his own. El- this is his element satire. A lot of people got mad that he, yes, was dissing Trump, but he was also dissing Biden. And I spoke to some people about it and they were upset that it's, um, you know, it's dangerous because is he going to turn Biden voters into Trump voters, which I don't think can happen. Uh, But he was talking about Biden's age and, and I, and, and I think, of course, I would love if someone as influential as Jon Stewart was saying, look, guys, and when I say guys, I mean everyone, because I was born in 1962, and for me, guys is not a gender word anyway, or gendered word. But if he says, you know, of course I want him to say, like, do there, under no circumstance, sh- under no circumstances, sh- should Trump be president, you have to vote for Biden. Of course, you know, that would be great. But he would lose all credibility if he didn't talk about the issues that are on people's minds. And yes, I, I'm going to be brutally honest. I love, I think Biden has done an amazing job. No one can say he hasn't done in, in this one term that's almost over an incredible job. He's gotten so much done, but you also can't deny that he seems, yes, he seems elderly. And, and because of TV, because of TV, we see it. We see that he kind of shuffles when he walks and that, you know, his he's not as, I mean, I don't ever fault him on his speaking because he's a stutterer. And I, you know, I'm sure he's using tools he knows to, uh, when he feels a stutter coming on to, to stop that stutter. And I know a lot of stutterers and I know they have tricks. And so I'm sure he has his tricks, but he does seem elderly. And I know people his age who don't seem elderly and he does, he rides the bike. He does all this stuff. He's very active, but I mean, let's talk Fauci. Fauci is, if not his age, close to his age. Let me look up how old Dr. Fauci is. He is, he was, he's 83. He's 83. Never seemed that old to me. You know, he just presents a little bit elderly and people have an issue with that. I get it. I think Jon Stewart has to address that. He, yes, Biden does a great job, and the people that work for Biden are fantastic. And it's not only him, it's his entire cabinet. But really, we're the United States of America, and those are the two candidates. And yes, Biden is great, but though that's it, that's all we can. It's a repeat. It's a repeat. I, I just, and it's, and it's because we need someone who can beat that fucking dictator wanting, just raping uh, that fucking piece of shit. So 
it's hard. It's hard. But you you really can't fault John Stewart for saying the things everyone's thinking. He's a national treasure. Okay, so that's what I have to say uh, about that. Let's talk about Fonnie Willis. Here's the thing about Fonnie Willis. I have heard so many people say to me, did you hear Fonnie Willis? I can't believe she sounds, she sounds so ghetto. She sounds, and I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, who cares how she sounds? She's an educated woman. Do you think if she was a white guy, any of this shit would be happening? You know, how how could she, how could she be so stupid as to sleep with this guy? They all fucking sleep with each other. What the fuck are you talking about? She's a black woman. She is being, you know, they were going to get her somehow. Did, should she have, you know, fired him or recused him from the case? Probably yes. But don't fucking, you know, tell me about the way Fawny Willis talks. Because you know what? I talk like a Jew. She talks like where where she's from. She talks from her people. You know, that pisses me the fuck off. It really pisses me off. So she had a great case. Now we have an issue. It's one of what, 91 counts against the guy? He did try to overturn an election. He has continued this bullshit for four years, while Biden has got so much done without any help from the fucking, quote unquote, Republicans. They're not even Republicans, the MAGA fuckheads. And leave her alone. This country, I don't know. I don't know. So, and I love her father, who, for, you know, and this whole idea, you know, she has cash. Who doesn't have cash? People have cash. People of a certain generation. I used to go in my mother's drawers and I would find so much cash. Okay, maybe I took some once, maybe. Okay, there is a story about how this is true. This really happened. So when I was in high school, so my mother used to hide cash all over. She'd put it in her, you know, underwear drawer. She had a jewelry box in, in the, her walk-in closet and she'd hide it in there. And she would always, there was little cash, twenties, 50, you know, like all over. And one day I took $20 from her when I was in high school, which at that time was, you know, a significant amount. And, um, I went and b- I bought some pot. Okay. And of course, being me and being a Jew, I felt so guilty. Like, I, I like you know, I have such guilt. I couldn't, you know, nauseous, physically ill. So when my mother was in the shower and I had, I would babysit, you know, to make some money. I decided I was going to put the twenty dollars back. I think I had taken more than twenty, but I was putting it in in increments, you know. And I go in her walk-in closet and I open the jewelry box and I put the $20 back where it was and I turn around and I see this big yellow bathrobe. She wore a yellow bathrobe and she's like, I knew it. Everything I did, she knew. I knew it. I knew it. 
oh my God, you know, and then it becomes like, you're the worst person. Oh my God, you're a, you're a thief. You're gonna, you're gonna end up a jet, whatever. And I was like, I swear to God, I was putting it back. I, and you know, of course she didn't believe me. And so, yeah, I got in a lot of trouble, uh, but I swear she's dead now. I was putting the fucking $20 back. So don't steal from your parents. That's what the moral of that story is. Or if you're gonna, just let it go. Don't try to pay it back. Okay? So um, people have cash. They have cash around the house. I just, I don't want people criticizing her for the way she talks. I really don't. It really pisses me off. That that kind of stuff pisses me off. Because I often get on stage and talk like an old Jewish woman. And if I was on trial and I was talking like this and like the, I don't know, Your Honor. I, I don't remember. I don't recall. Do you think people wouldn't be making fun of me? Of course. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So there's that. Fawny, God bless you. I, I just want, you know, whatever. People make mistakes. She made a mistake. Does her father have to talk about her sex life? It's, it's, it's like ridiculous. Speaking of sex life, I think I mentioned last week how much I hate Valentine's Day. I did make a delicious dinner for Elisa on Valentine's Day. I made an, a, a, a pasta bolognese. And if you follow me on tweet, Twitter, you tweetar, not Twitter, I mean Instagram, you would know that uh, Elisa... I posted a video about my delicious bolognese. I did the Ina Garten bolognese, not kosher. And uh, it was delicious. It was delicious. I still have some left. And then I froze, I froze some like my mother. And I put the, you know, I took a Sharpie and I put the um, date and what it is, you know, uh, so I can defrost at any point. And I made her dinner. I made garlic bread. I made a uh, salad. I made a nice balsamic vinaigrette. And, you know, we had a very nice. And then I fell asleep on the couch and I went to go to bed. And I have to fill my CPAP with water before I go night night. And because I have one, it has a humidifier. It does. I, I got to do something with that. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. But anyway, and I go to pour the water in my CPAP and on top of my CPAP machine is a val is a great Valentine's day card from Elisa. And let me tell you something. There is no better place to put a card for me to find than on top of my CPAP machine might not sound romantic, but it was hilarious. And I loved the card. So thank you, Elisa Dawn Halpern. Um, I loved my card on top of the CPAP machine. I don't know if anyone else has a CPAP, but I mine is so strong that if it falls off my nose um, at all, like when I turn over, it's like a huge blast. It's like a hurricane coming out of that thing. And so Elisa's now, she couldn't sleep with me because I was snoring, and now she can't sleep with me because the thing falls off my nose. It makes a lot of noise. So I, I don't know what the fuck to do. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to die in my sleep from not sleeping, but I have terrible sleep apnea, terrible. Uh, my father had it. My, my grandmother had it. It's really bad. So if you have sleep apnea, 
get a CPAP machine. It really helps. It does help, but you know, it still sucks. So that's my Valentine's day story. I also want to say I have been doing every Thursday and this Thursday, uh, I'm, I'm Friday. I'm sorry is my last um, episode. Uh, I'm on the Sherry Show, the Sherry Shepard Show. Sherry Shepard, by the way, comic I've known forever. Do you hear that noise outside? Okay, this is my neighborhood. People just outside, it's it's midnight right now. And I just want to open the window and go shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. That's what I want to do. Should I do it? Should I do it? Do you hear that? It's like, shut up. Or I should call my my super and say, these windows suck. Anyway, so Sherry, let's go back to Sherry Shepard. So Sherry Shepard is a great person. She is a great person. She's a talent. Hold on. I, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Are you ready? Let's see. Shut up! Oh my God, they're outside my building. Shut up! Okay. Okay, the, I can't, first of all, I can't believe I just did that. I just yelled, shut up. No one's listening, but I have to tell you, that reminds me of, oh my God, shut the fuck up. That reminds me of, so when, uh, and then I'll go back to Sherry Shepard. Uh, this is the most ADDDD rant I've ever done. But when I was growing up and people used to cross our lawn, like they would cross it as a shortcut, they'd go on our property. And my mother, I mean, I was already unpopular, but my mother would open the back, the back door and yell, get off our property and then slam the door. And it's like, I had no friends. And I have my mother screaming, you know, at the people, you know, I was like, I can't take this anymore. I'm six, whatever feet tall. And my mother's screaming at people walking across our lawn. It was, it was not, it was not pleasant. Now I'm screaming at the people outside. Anyway. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, Sherry Shepard is, is, is a, you know, she's one of those people who is in the business, you know, people who make it big, they're lucky. There, there's a lot of luck. I don't know if there's divine intervention, whatever, but you know, I haven't gotten to near to the point where I, I want to be in this, um, career. And yet I've come to terms with that. I've come to terms with the fact that I've accomplished a lot and I, I, I support a family or have supported or continue to support because Ben is never getting out of college. He's going to play basketball and whatever. 
as a comedian doing something I love. So to me, that is making it. And I'm, I'm well-respected by my peers. So that's also making it. Do I want more money? Oh my God, I can't. Yes. But Sherry has had a lot of great breaks. She's also had some downtime, but you know, she, she really, she really is a good person and a, and a funny comedian. And she's doing this thing on her show called 50 over 50. And it is a female comics over 50 who are beginning to do stand up. They're they're new at it. They're new ish at it and it's a contest which I don't love stand up contests. But what's great about it is, you know, they are highlighting these women over 50. And I have to tell you, in this comedy business, guys over 50, they continue to work. Women over 50, you'll see. Go look at at Netflix specials. Very few are women over 50. And it is a definitely a gender thing. It is a female, because you'll just look, you'll see. Anyway, so she's decided to help these women uh, over 50, which is the great, is so great and so wonderful. And I was asked to be a judge. So the, the, there's two, there were two people competing two weeks ago then the following week to other people. And then this week on Friday is the finals. Uh, so one person, won, one person, won, and then those two are going to compete. And people really got mad at the first show, uh, we did because both of the women were like very, very good, very funny. But the second woman who you can argue didn't get as great an audience response as the first woman, uh, the first contestant, she had a harder spot. And when she got on the stage, the mic, the thing on the mic, I don't know what you call it. Um, it has a name, but it says Sherry on it. It's on top of the mic. It fell or fell off. And she was like, oh, uh, and, and in the moment said, I'll buy you a new one. And it got a laugh. And I thought, here's a real situation that happened. And she could have folded but she dealt with it and she made it funny and she had a hard time. She had a hard spot following the second spot is the harder spot. Sherry gets them all riled up. They haven't seen any comedy. The first spot is the, is the, is the, is the, the money spot. And she continued on. She was funny. And by the end, she really got them. She really got them in the palm of her hand. And she had, it was not an even playing field. So we, so we all discussed it and it was really hard. And we picked the second person, even though the audience got really annoyed. And, and apparently there were a lot of things online saying, you know, they got it wrong and how dare they, you know, I have to say comics see things when they're watching other comics that the audience doesn't see. We're aware of so many, uh, variables. So, that was a really hard choice because both of them were so fantastic. And then again, we had a, a, a choice this the, last week. I thought one was just more prepared uh, or, you know, better. I, I, you know, she was more ready. She, she earned it. She, she definitely 
No, no, I don't think anyone complained about that. And then ne- next week we have these two competing. And it's just so wonderful for Sherry to use her show to highlight these women over 50. Because starting out doing stand-up when you're over 50 and female, it's the hard when you're female, period. For them to give, the, you know, for her to give these people a spotlight, they've already won. And so I applaud you, Sherry, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for having me on the show. And it's it's really it's it's fun. So if you watch if you don't watch the Sherry show, watch the Sherry show. She's really a great person. Okay, so that was that. We did the Sherry Shepherd. I also want to recommend I saw uh, Elisa and I watched Beef the entire season, the ten episodes. It's fucking great. Watch Beef if you're looking for someone to watch. Watch beef, 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 beef. Uh, we went to watch the um, Netflix "We Are the World" uh, documentary. You know, on the making of you know, we are the world, we are the children, and uh, half of the screen was like fucked up, like psychedelic-y fucked up, and. I was like, oh, that's part of it. And Lisa's like, no, it's not. That's not the way it's supposed to be. And I was like, yeah, well, maybe. And then it didn't stop. And then I put on another Netflix show and it wasn't like that. So something's fucked up with my We Are the World documentary. Another documentary that I watched, it's on Amazon. You have to watch it. It's 27 minutes. It's so important. It's called The ABCs of Book Banning. Sheila Nevins, who I know and is a fucking rock star, is one of the directors and producers uh, of the ABCs of book banning. And it is, I'm telling you, it's amazing. It, it underscores, it talks about school children talking about, it's, it's book banning from the perspective of school children. And it's a short film. And it's, it's really eye opening. It's puts up, gives these kids a voice and the fact that they are very aware that they are being deprived of learning, of being, becoming smarter, of stories, uh, that are important and they're very aware of it and they don't understand it. Just like kids are not born to be prejudiced, they don't understand it. And we got to stop this book ban- banning. This is exactly what the fucking Nazis did. Cut the shit. Cut it. You don't want to read a book? Don't read a book. The people that ban books don't read books anyway. They read a fucking portion of a book and are like, ah! You're, you're ignorant and dumb and go fuck yourself. That's what I have to say to people who are into book banning. Okay, that's it. There's also an article in The Atlantic uh, that I read, Why the Most Educated People in America Fall for Anti-Semitic Lies by, by Dara Horn, uh, who wrote the, the, um, the book People Love Dead Jews, which is a great book. But there was one thing in this article that really, you know, I'm talking about free speech again, the book banning, that this was one paragraph that really, really spoke to me. It's the second paragraph, and it's about the fact that people are are calling these, um, 
the the ongoing, you know, uh, vocal anti-Semitism, these protests, these the constant from the river to the sea and the, you know, um, people calling for the genocide of Jews and all this, this shit that's going on on these college campuses, that it's, it's a violation of their freedom of speech. And she says the problem was not that Jewish students on American university campuses didn't want free speech or that they didn't want to hear criticism of Israel. Instead, they didn't want people vandalizing Jewish student organizations' buildings or breaking or urinating on the building's windows. They didn't want people tearing their mezuzahs down from their dorm room doors. They didn't want their college instructors spouting anti-Semitic lies and humiliating them in class. It's not about free speech. It's about people being harassed. They didn't want their post here more. Here's more. They didn't want their posters defaced with Hitler caricatures or their dorm windows plastered with fuck Jews. They didn't want people punching them in the face or beating them with the stick or threatening them with death for being Jewish at world-class American colleges and universities. All of this happened and more. It's not okay. Anti-Semitism is not okay. You can criticize Israel po- Israel's policies, but it's anti-Semitism is not okay. And people can't seem to separate that because the things they are saying are purely anti-Semitic. And it's a scary, scary time. And a lot of Jews feel alone. And it's a fucking very old problem. Very old, thousands of years. This has been going on. This is a great article. You should read the article. It's been going on for forever. And, you know, people, I think, are just don't think that Jews should, should have even survived. But we did. And we've contributed a lot to the world. So do your fucking due diligence. Read. Read the history of it, where anti-Semitism comes from and all the lies. And maybe, maybe you'll have a nuanced opinion. Okay, that was my, I was trying, you know, I know I talk a lot about Israel and the Jews, but it is a, a scary fucking time. And we have to speak out and we have to defend ourselves. And um, anti-Semitism is not okay. So that being said, um, oh, and uh, the crowd has gone, has dispersed from in front of my building. So I can properly say goodbye to you. Um, thank you for listening. Now, I'm just letting you know, I'm supposed to go to Aruba the first week of March. Uh, but depending on at Aruba Rays, which is a great club, Ben's basketball, if they keep winning, I'm going to have to not go to Aruba. That's how much I love my son. Okay. So I do have some gigs on the books. I'll be at the comedy addict in uh comedy addict. Uh, wait, let me start with Zanies and Rosemount, Illinois. Great club. March 22nd and 23rd. That's Friday and Saturday night. That's in Rosemont, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. I'll be at the comedy attic in Bloomington, Indiana, April 5th and 6th. I have a bunch of other gigs coming up. 
But FYI, I'm not telling you because I don't know if I have to cancel them. Okay? So check. Go to judygold.com. You'll see my entire schedule. I'm, I'm posting on the Instagram at judygold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. And, you know, that's where you can see my sketch. I can't, this, you know, it feels like, you know, February is such a short month that it's, this year's going by fast, but it's too fucking cold and I'm done with the fucking cold. Okay. I'm like an old Jew and I want to go to Florida. Anyway, thank you for listening. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling, marketed, scheduled, everything by Brittany Joe Sowers Richmond. And, um, I, I love you. I love you all for listening. I hope you're looking forward to our rebranding that will be coming out very soon. I'm so excited about it. But whenever people come up to me or write to me and thank me or just say they're listeners, I, I it just warms my heart. So thank you, thank you, thank you all for listening. Go out and speak about what's right. Don't be silent because the silence is really fucking deafening. And I, for one, I'm sick of it. So have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. And as we always say, so long. Ga, 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 ga.